Hey girl, welcome to the latest episode of Girl.Live, a brew of chats just between us girls, mixed in with stories and experiences we've never told before. Baby, this that tea from Concentrating, a show where the juiciest conversations start with, girl, it's fresh, it's raw, it is hilarious, bitch, this is Girl.Live. Baby, y'all not ready for this juice. Uh, let me take a little sip of my drink, cause bitch, I'm about to get gastritis telling this a little tea girl, cause y'all not ready for this juice. Um, before I get started, you guys, I just want to say thank you guys so much. I really appreciate all the love and support that I've been getting because of the show, and I'm really glad that you guys have fallen in love with my tangents and my rants and my storytelling. And I'm really grateful that you guys have made it to this episode. Girl, she's back in the studio. No big deal. P.S. If you guys hear, like, rambunctiousness outside, it's because I do live in a city. And girl, it's just like the hustle and bustle. H-Town, hold it down. H-Town till I drown. No big deal. But finally back in the studio because I just had to share this juice with you guys. And last night, I was talking to my boyfriend, Brian, because I've told him this story before, obviously. And... I've, it's just a story that I'm just like weary about telling because if you've already seen the title of today's episode, girl, it's a mega tea. And the tea is that my teacher was a killer. And I know it sounds like I'm being dramatic, but I mean that in every sense of the way, she was a stone cold, cold blooded killer. Allegedly. Well, technically not allegedly because, well, you you guys will see. But my legal department is here. My lawyers are here. They're telling me that everything that I'm going to state in this episode is alleged. Other than the fact that there's proof and police records and there's news articles now, have you guys seen the documentary Don't Fuck With Cats? If you have, it's an amazing documentary on Netflix. But if you have and you're very like a computer nerd and you're very like a research buff FBI agent kind of person, very body moving off of Don't Fuck With Cats, then by all means, please listen to the keywords I'm going to give you guys, the placement, the time, the names, the location, and you can do your own research and you can find it up. Now, if you know me, if you're someone that I know, like I know face to face, either someone that one of my friends or a coworker or an acquaintance, if I know you and after you listen to this episode, if you want to hit me up and ask me for like the news articles and all that stuff, I can definitely send them your way. But this story is um, 100% factual. I'm just for legal reasons going to say that all of this is my opinion and it, it is alleged. Technically, it's not. But it's alleged, and I, for the privacy of this individual, I have changed their name. And for the remainder of this episode, they will be referred to as Rita, Rita Q. I'm going to say that again so I don't forget and call her out by her real name. Her name is Rita Q, Miss Q. And so to take you on this story and on this crazy adventure of what happened, um, I have to start off. Where most of my <laughs> where most of my stories start. Girl, she was a closet little pastor's kid, bitch. <laughs> you guys are probably tired of me 
saying that at the beginning of every single episode and every single story. But the truth is, is that, okay, so I'm 30. I just turned 30 this year in January. January 8th is my birthday. I'm a Capricorn. No big deal. So um, I officially, like, outwardly, publicly came out at the age of 24. Like, that that's when I, I made my sexuality public. So, bitch, 24, that's six, that six years ago. I've been closeted most of my life. Like, it's not even funny, but that's the case. And this story starts as, as me being a closeted pastor's kid. I know y'all tired of me saying that, but girl. Um, and my family and I, we lived in Houston, Texas. And one day we were told that we had to pack, pack, pack our stuff, pack our bags, pack our home in a U-Haul. And our assignment was that we had to move to Victoria, Texas because my parents were going to be pastors in Victoria, Texas. And for those of you guys that aren't familiar with Victoria, Texas, it's two and a half hours south of Houston. Uh, and it's a smaller town. It's a w much more of a smaller town. Not so small like three cows and one light. Uh, there is more people than there is cows. Um, but definitely a small town, small town mentality, very country, bitch, country, 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 bitch. Um, if there is Hispanics, they're a little bit more Tex-Mex. Everyone's a little bit more, uh, Caucasian, the, the Caucasity of it all, you know, and, uh, which is totally fine. Every, everybody, even like your, even your Latinos, even your African-Americans, everyone wears boots and hats and belts, right? Uh, there's like bejeweled cross or star handbags everywhere or hats. Um, and what else can I say? Football is a really big thing on the weekend. So it's like Dairy Queen going to like a diner. Like it's very small town. Girl, very not me, but we had to move to Victoria, Texas. And again, I was a closeted pastor's kid. And in Victoria, Texas, if you listen to... Um, my previous my previous episode eventually i was able to become a hotel executive and i man and i manage hotels but my entire hotel career started in victoria texas and i was i want to say how old was i for this story i want to say i was like 18 years old um and i was at this point i was managing hotels and I would manage hotels in the evenings or at night. And sometimes I would get off work at 7 a.m. And I had this dream of, P.S., before I keep going, what did you guys want to be whenever you, got, you guys were little? Like, what was y'all's dream job? My dream job, it kind of changed, which I feel like everyone's dream job changes. When I was like little, little bitch, I wanted to be a teacher, like a school teacher. But then my mom told me that they didn't get paid for shit. So I was like, you know what? No, like, I can't not get paid for shit. So then I changed what I wanted to be. I, I went from teacher to chef because I love to cook and I wanted to go to like the cool culinary Institute of America because she swore she was going to be a chef girl. Like I love to cook a bitch can throw down a bitch can cook a bitch ain't big for no reason, period. Uh, so then after wanting to be a chef that died down and then I wanted to be a, like a news reporter or like a news anchor or like a TV personality because one, I love the sound of my own voice. Uh, but the only reason why I didn't, like, continue with that is because I've, I had terrible anxiety. And my speech, like, my stutter was, like, a thousand times worse back then. I was like, you know what? Like, that's not going to work out for me on national television. I was like, you know what? Scratch that. And then, finally, I wanted to be a fashion stylist. And I was able to jump into that field and get my feet wet and experience what it was to be a fashion stylist when I used to live in Louisiana. But um, 
at that age, I wanted to I, I wanted to know what it was to transform someone. And back then, I don't know if, if you guys re, if you guys remember, I was talking to Brian about this recently because he had never heard of it, and a lot of people have never heard of it. But if you're over the age of maybe like 25, maybe, do y'all remember that show on Fox years ago? I want to say it was like early 2000s, mid to mid 2000s. It could have been, it couldn't have not have been later than mid 2000s. There was a show on Fox that was called The Swan. Does anybody remember that show? Anybody listening? Do you remember the show The Swan? And on the show The Swan, for the for those of you guys that don't know, or just as a remembrance of it um they found these their words ugly duckling ladies and some of them were kind of ugly duckling pobrecitas uh but they found like these ugly duckling ladies that weren't even close to being part of what society deems as beautiful and low-key all of them were, were like depressed all of them had issues all of them were just rode hard and put away wet and um, they found a whole bunch of ladies. And the premise of the show is that these these ladies that were just rough and just not your typical idea of beauty, they would get these ladies and they would seclude them for months. They would cover every single mirror in their hotel or in their apartment. And they couldn't see their reflection for months, almost like a year. And in that time process they would be subjected to like intense meal plans and diet and exercising and they would go through a total body transformation they would also uh, be partnered with like a psychologist and a therapist that would really help them work through their issues and then uh they would obviously get like makeup tips and hair and blah blah but 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 but, but the biggest thing about it is that they would get Plastic surgery, the works, bitch, lips, forehead, kneecaps, toes, girl, everything, girl, they got everything done. And at the end of their seclusion, at like at the end of all those months, they would walk into this mansion, they would meet all their doctors, and the climax of the show was they would walk up to a mirror that was covered with like this fucking um, curtain and they would walk up to the mirror and they would say, I'm ready to meet my new self. And they would move the curtain and these ladies would ball. They would just be besides themselves because they could not believe that that was them. And like the out of body experience of who the fuck is this bombshell bitch in front of me. I fell in love with that. I fell in love with the idea of being able to transform someone and uplift their spirits. So I'm saying this to say that I fell in love with the idea of being able to transform someone and just be able to highlight the goodness of them and their great qualities and a makeover. I fell in love with makeovers. And at the at that age, I wanted to be a fashion stylist, a hairstylist, and a makeup artist, which is funny because now as an adult, now as a 30-year-old man that's pretty much what i do like on a daily basis like i i work in beauty and cosmetics but back then i just fell in love with the idea of a total transformation so i said you know what i somehow some way convinced my parents that i wanted to go to cosmetology school i, I mean i wasn't gay is, is what i told them right uh how i was able to convince them that i wanted to go to cosmetology school and i wasn't gay i don't know sis but i did it and 
it was a little bit harder as well because obviously I grew up Pentecostal, apostolic, and Pentecostal girls they don't wear makeup. They don't the girl they don't cut their hair. Up until not too long ago, they didn't even get their nails done. So the fact that I was gonna go do that was like a huge thing. Um, and so. Long story short, I enrolled in cosmetology school in Victoria, Texas. And I I will never forget day one. I get there. Girl, she look a hot ass mess with a big old bang. And when I look back, it's like, girl, I was gay as fuck. I look gay as fuck, but girl, she's or she was straight. Um, but I will never forget day one. I get there. I was a little bit early and I was waiting and I see this beautiful big girl, very confident big girl, funny as fuck. Her name was Jenna. Me and Jenna became friends. Jenna, P.S. Jenna, if you're listening to this, hey, bitch. Um, but me and Jenna, like within the first five minutes, we, we, we like be, we like became friends. So it's day one and it's orientation and they put all the new students in a classroom and one by one all of the instructors of the school walk in and they form a line at the front of the classroom facing us because they were there to introduce themselves to us and really encourage our knowledge and our learning for this new school year and like our semester right so they're there they're talking and i'm just taking everything in and i notice that there's this hispanic lady to the far my far left, right? There's this, there's this Hispanic lady. She was probably late 30s, early 40s. Uh, dark brunette hair, maybe like a medium um, skin tone. And me and Jenna, obviously we're funny. We're the funniest people in this classroom already, bitch. We just started capping on her because she just gave me like these really weird vibes. And I was like, girl, she looks like a creep. And Jenna was like, girl, like she looks like a psycho. And I'll never forget me jokingly saying she looks like a killer, bitch. Little did I know. So the school year starts, semester starts, whatever. And it's business as usual. And Miss Q, which was that lady, the weird lady, Miss Q was not one of our direct instructors just yet. But for some reason or another, bitch, Miss Q always found a way to come into our class and just disrupt. Whether it was corny jokes or coming in for some tea or coming in to tell people what to do. It never failed that Miss Q would show up and just be obnoxious. And I remember just being like, girl, Miss Q is childish boots. Like, girl, go to work. Go to your class. Like... Girl, stop. So Miss Q would always just barge in and just be annoying. And I kind of, girl, again, Sundays, I'm a Sunday school teacher. I'm up there leading worship, bitch. I knew what discernment was. And there was something about this little heifer that just did not sit right in my spirit, in my soul. I just felt that she was kind of weird. Like she was kind of off. No big deal. But she would always come in and she would just disrupt our class just being childish um again she wasn't our our direct teacher but she always found a way to be part of the mix so i'm going to fast forward and say that over time it felt like miss q and i'm trying not to say her real name miss q became somewhat of a bully and this isn't like a woe is me story, but she would always come in. And once she learned my name, girl, she couldn't forget it, bitch. 
and she would always come in and like try to like pick on me and like say like dumb jokes. Like if I was her peer and it was kind of like, bitch, you don't want no smoke. Get get out of here. And she kind of like became like this really annoying bully and she would just like find funny ways to pick on me. And yes, I'm a Capricorn. Yes, we do the most. And I'm sure that most teachers growing up probably hated me because I was always right and they were wrong and I was always proving them wrong because they didn't know how to read. And then Miss Q was just... I don't know what it was about me that Miss Q did not like. Um, fast forward to one day, uh, it was time for us to learn waxing. And in cosmetology school, if anyone has ever gone to cosmetology school, it's mandatory that you learn the service and that you perform the service. It is not mandatory for you to receive the service, right? So what I mean by that, it was mandatory for me to learn how to wax. It was mandatory for me to complete a waxing session. It was not mandatory for me to get waxed. That's totally different because there's no like point of me getting waxed because that's not me learning anything. So um, it was time. It was time for us to do the waxing and Miss fucking Q walks in and takes over the class. And I were just being like, girl, get the fuck out of here, bitch. You're so annoying. Um, and she was like, I want you guys to split up into partners. Well, my bitch Jenna said, is standing right next to me. I'm like, well, girl, me and Jenna are going to be partners. Period. And she was okay with all the partnerships until she sees me and Jenna. And she was like, no, I'm going to separate you guys. And throughout all of school, my teachers hated me because I, yes, I was a talker. Yes, I was funny AF. And I just really enjoyed dialogue. Again, I wanted to be on the news, bitch. Um, so they separate me and Jenna because we're always like laughing and talking. Did I get my work done? Yes. Was I the, was in grade school, like in high school, middle school, was I the smartest one? Yes. But people just didn't like the fact that I talked too much. Anyways. So and she separates us. And I was like, no, like we're not going to separate. And she was like, Abraham, I'm not asking you. You're going to. And I was like girl like ooh, get off of me blah, blah. so then i'm just there wait every, i think we were sharing like a waxing chair so everyone starts to wax their partners because again you have to wax somebody in order to like pass this class so everyone starts waxing everyone and before i know it miss q miss q comes up to me and she's like where do i know you from and i was like girl, i don't know and she's like, I know you from somewhere. And I'm like, God, I never met you before. And she's like, yeah. She was like, I I know you. Like, I've known you for a long time. And I'm like, girl, that's how I know you're lying. Because I'm not from here. I'm not from the little small town. I'm from H-Town. Hold it down. H-Town till I drown. No big deal. And she's like, no, like, you're from Victoria. And I'm like, girl, no, I'm not. Like, look at me. I don't look like none of y'all. I'm not wearing no boots. I don't know what football is. No. And she's like, no, like you're from here. And I was just like, okay, well then I guess I'm from here. Like, what do you want? Like, she was always like so annoying and like, so she was a true pest. Right. I'm like, okay, well then I, I, you know what? You're right. I guess I'm from here. What's the point of this conversation? And she was like, I know where I know you from. And again, you guys, at this point I'm closeted. I'm 18 years old. She says, Oh, out loud, out loud, girl, okay? The whole class. I know where I know you from. You and your boyfriend are clients of mine. 
and my heart sinks to the pit of my asshole. If you are someone that's gay or that is closeted, you know what it feels like to be outed, whether it's indirectly or directly. And it's the worst feeling in the world because for a moment, your entire world like freezes and ends because you've done everything within your being to prove to yourself and to other people that you're not gay. And for someone to say that you're gay out loud, it's kind of like you rather just die right then and there. You rather the world just swallow you whole because it's so embarrassing. And I was standing there and she's like, I know you. She's like, you, you and your boyfriend are clients of mine. And I remember just being like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And she was like, it's okay. It's okay. And I got mad. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, bitch, boyfriend, where? Um, so, and she's like, yeah. I, she was like, I was like, clients of what? Like, I don't, I don't know you. I'm not from here. And she named this like person that apparently was like a go-go dancer in Victoria, Texas that moved to Vegas and became a go-go dancer in Vegas. I already forgot his name. Fuck. What was his name? Shit. I forgot what his name was. So this go, this go-go dancer apparently was from Victoria and ever, ever so often he would visit Victoria and she, how do I know this? Cause she told me this whole story. And she's like, yeah, you're his boyfriend and you and him come get waxed at my salon. Apparently she owned her own salon. And I was like, lady, I don't know you. I've never been waxed a day in my life. And then she was like, yeah, she was like, I waxed all of that. And she pointed like at my nether regions. And I was like, what the fuck? And my whole class is just like laughing because then one, it's funny that I just got outed. Because I'm gay as fuck and Miss Q been all all down in my business waxing all my shit up and I'm here denying it. And it's funny because she's calling me out. And I'm like, none of that was true. None of that was true. And I'm like, lady, what are you talking about? And she's like, it's okay. She's like, that's where I knew I've known you from. This whole time, she said, I've been staring at you because I knew I knew you from somewhere. And I know I know you from. You're one of my clients. I wax the shit out of you and your boyfriend. And I was like, so offended. I wanted to cry. Because one, she just added me. But two, that's not me. And I was like, leave me alone. And I was just like, you're annoying. Whatever. So then whenever it's it's my time to, to do the service to wax my partner, she's like, no, Abraham, you have to get your eyebrows waxed. And I was like, no, I don't. I was like, the handbook says that I have to give a service I have to learn the service, but I don't have to receive the service, right? And she's like, no, girl, you're getting your eyebrows waxed. And I was like, I'm not getting my eyebrows waxed. I don't care what you want me to do. I'm not. And again, I think I was a little bit more sensitive because it was more of a I'm not gay kind of thing. P.S. Fast forward to now, girl, her brows are thin as fuck. She just got them threaded, bitch. But back then, I was very much like, I'm not getting my eyebrows waxed. No, you're not going to touch me. Like, leave me alone. And she was very much adamant that I had to get my brows done. So then finally, I was like, fine, I'll get him done. If and my partner, which was not Jenna at this point, because she separated us. I was like, if my partner, I was like, she's going to do them for me. And then I told my partner, I was like, hey, like, don't fuck me up. Like, don't like arch them. Don't shape them. Just clean me up, bitch. That's all I need. So 
I lay in the little chair. My friend starts to prep me. I just close my eyes and I'll never forget closing my eyes and waiting patiently for my, my friend, my partner, for her to do my, my eyebrows. And all of a sudden I feel the hottest fucking wax, the hottest goop, goopity glop, dollop of wax hit, not my brow, bitch, hit my eyelid and like go down almost to the base of my lashes and I open my eyes and I like sit up and guess who was on top of me doing my eyebrows. It was Miss Motherfucking Q herself in the flesh. And I remember just tripping on her and be like, what are you doing? Like, that's not how you do it. And she was like, sit down and she puts her hand on my chest and she lays me back down. And I'm like, no, like get off of me. And she's like, well, I have to finish it now. I've already laid the wax down. Why does that bitch lay that little piece of paper, bitch? And when she picks up the wax, why does she leave a hole in my brow? And why does she pick up skin off of my eyelid? My eyelid. And I remember being like, literally, literally being like, dude, stop. Like, you're not funny. Like, like, lady, like, chill out. Like, I don't know if you thought that that that, that was cute. Like, chill. I told you I didn't want to get this done. I know you think you're funny. And I just went off on her. And the whole class starts laughing. And she's looking at me in such a crazy way. But she's also grinning like, <laughs> you dumbass bitch. And I'm like, chill. And I literally storm out of there. And I go to like the, I don't know what you, I don't know what you call it, like the principal's office. I don't know, bitch. I was a narc. I'm a Capricorn. And I was just like, I just need some time to like, like, like cool down and blow off some steam. And my fucking eyelid is on fire, bitch. Cause she does skin my whole eyelid, bitch. So I was just so upset, right? And so I remember, I remember during lunchtime, just talking mad shit about Miss Q. Fuck Miss Q. Blah, 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 Miss Q. Girl, Miss Q ain't shit. Blah, blah, blah. And everyone was just laughing because I, I was the class clown. Duh. And just going in on Miss Q. So I kept this up for maybe like a few days because, bitch, my bra had a big ass hole. I had a big old scab, scab on my eyelid. And I remember just being pissed off. Like, did you think you were being funny? Like, that's like, I know I'm. I'm making light of this, but that to me, that was so serious. Like, dude, like you could have like really hurt me. Like you could have pulled my whole eyelid off, bitch. You, you could have waxed off my eyelashes, bitch. Imagine how painful that sounds. Waxing off your eyelashes, bitch. Hell not. And I was just so upset. Right. So one day I come in and I think we were like at lunch and everyone was laughing. They were like, dude, like we heard the story about you and Miss Q. And these are like the people that are not like, on my like semester like they're like about to like graduate and shit i guess you can call them the seniors i don't know what you call them but these are like the seniors and they're like dude like we heard what happened like that's fucking funny and everyone thought that i was hilarious but i was like y'all i'm being funny but i'm being serious like fuck miss fucking k like i don't like that bitch and i'll never forget that one of the seniors was like yeah like you know she ain't shit like blah 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 she's annoying and i was like yeah like she doesn't like me and i don't give a fuck if she doesn't like me or not i honestly don't know why like she's just like a normal psycho and i'll never forget the senior girl telling me 
hey, um, yeah, it's funny and all, but if I were you, I would just chill. And the way she said it, I remember being like, I'm not going to chill. And she's like, no, Abraham, like, seriously, like, just chill. Like, just chill. Like, don't be, like, gassing her up too much. And, like, just, like, leave her alone. And I was like, why? And she was like, Abraham, trust me. Like, just chill. And I was like, no. Like, she keeps messing with me. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, Abraham, you know she's a killer, right? And I remember being like, girl bye she can catch these hands if she wants to and the entire like upperclassmen i don't know what the fuck you call them seniors i don't know girl they were like no girl she's really <laughs> i'm literally laughing because like i can i can remember them telling me they're like no girl she's really a killer and i was like y'all stupid and they were like abraham go home tonight and google Miss Q. Oh my gosh, I almost said her real name. They said Google Miss Q. And I was like, but what's her name? Because her badge didn't have her name. It just had an initial. Um her like whenever she would write her name, it was just her initial. And I was like, wait, what is her first name? And what is her last name? She just goes by a letter. And they gave me her full name and they were like, go home. And I'm going to lie and say that her name is Rita Q. They said, go home and Google her. But Abraham, just chill. Like, stop. Like, stop fighting her back. Like, just ignore her. And I was like, no, I can't ignore this whack-ass hoe. I'm going to give her some smoke. She wants some smoke, bitch. I'm going to give her some smoke. So I remember, like, telling Jenna, and I, like, Jenna and I, after school, like, we would go eat at this Chinese. <laughs> Jenna, if you're listening to this, do you remember we would go to fucking Hunan's, that little Chinese restaurant? Because, one, I was poor. I don't know about Jenna, but I was poor as fuck, bitch. Um, and there was this, like, Chinese restaurant in Victoria called Hunan's. And the buffet <laughs> was like a giant. Again, I'm big. Me and me and Jenna, we're big, we're thick, we're curvy, we're owning it. But me and Jenna would go to this little Chinese buffet. I'm not even exaggerating. I want to say that the Chinese buffet costs like $3. Am I lying? I need to text my little brother and ask him because we would all go there. Hunan's Chinese Buffet in Victoria, they used to charge you $3 for the full buffet. I know that sounds like some stupidity, but trust me, like after taxes, it all came down to like $6 because you would pay for the buffet and then like they would add your trip. <laughs> Why am I going on this tangent? Like a little fat bitch. But anyways, so me and Jenna would hang out. Me and Jenna would be, it'd be became friends there was times where me and jenna would go to the movies we would go to the mall go we we didn't have no money we would go to fucking sally's beauty supply because we swore i swore bitch that i was gonna be a hairstylist and shit and sometimes she would come over to my house my mom would make us food probably some ground beef bitch but anyways um me and jenna were really cool so i remember like talking about this with jenna and being like hey like everybody was warning me about miss q like that was kind of weird like and did you see like their reactions so i'll never forget going home that night and like right before bed i remembered that i had to google miss q girl 
Y'all not ready. So I Google Miss Q. And what pops up is I did have to like dive a little bit deeper and like add some search words and keywords that like were based on her full name and like this the town that we lived in and adding keywords such as like murderer or killer or whatever. But when I came up with like the perfect equation, up popped up a whole bunch of blogs and court cases and police reports on Miss Q. There was no mugshots that I found, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't find a mugshot, but I did find her name in multiple police reports and in court cases and in a whole bunch of blogs. There was also a lot of um, news station reports about Miss Q, both in Victoria, Texas and in Harris County. Because uh, that Victoria, Texas isn't Harris County, but some of it involved Harris County. And this is what I found. Miss Q was younger and she had dated and married an older gentleman. Okay. And the older gentleman that she married, um, he owned a couple of bars in and businesses in Victoria and somewhere in Houston. And, um, can you say that she married him for the money girl who knows? So, but she was a lot younger and he was a lot, a lot significantly older. And one day the, her husband, the older gentleman doesn't show up for work. You know, like he would like go visit like his little bars. He would go visit like his little establishments. And one day he just doesn't show up and his staff doesn't see him for like a couple of days and they get worried that maybe something has happened to him because he is older. So they contact the police and say, hey, like our boss, you know, hasn't showed up for work. We just want to like, you know, check in on him and see if he's okay. So the police in Victoria, Texas, go to this man's house, knock on the door, and Miss Q opens the door. And when they ask her, hey, we just wanted to do like a checkup on your husband. Um, his staff hasn't seen him. According to the reports and the blogs, the police say that she didn't seem concerned. Rather, she seemed annoyed that they that the police was annoying her. And they ask her like if she's heard about him or like if she's heard of him or if 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 she knows where he's at and she says no i haven't heard from him i don't know where he's at i don't know anything and they're like okay but they literally jot down in their notes because it's part of the police reports that they noticed that they felt that they noticed that her disposition was as if they were being a nuisance like they were being annoying but hello if you if 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 the cops knock on my door and tell me that my husband or my boyfriend is missing and if I've heard from him, 
obviously I'd be like, oh my God, I haven't heard from him either. Or sometimes wouldn't it be her that calls the police first? Like, hey, I haven't heard of him. Or hey, I haven't, like, why would it be his staff that calls first? And they made sure that, that, that they noted that in like their notes and like in the police report that they just thought that it was odd. And the cherry on top is that she was bothered by the fact that they were asking about his whereabouts. So they leave it at that and days go by, weeks go by, and they still can't find him. And they call her down to the police station and the police say that when she gets to the police station, she's highly annoyed and that she's upset and that it's not the typical feelings that you would get from a woman whose husband is missing or husband is missing and she has nothing to do with it better yet. And it's, they just realize that there's something off about Miss Q. So the police reports and the blogs say that they question her to no end. And she says, no, like I haven't heard from him. I haven't seen him. Maybe he's doing his own thing. You know, he has places here, establishments and businesses here in Victoria, but he also has places in Houston. So I don't know. Like, let me get back to my normal life. When y'all find him, let me know. And they say that that's when things started to turn, that her disposition was just a little off. I, as I'm talking, I'm going to pull up one of the police reports um, because I want to be factual. At this point, you guys, lock your door. If this is at night, I'm sorry. If you get, Do you guys get scared easily? I do. I'm a big old wimp. Oh, girl. Because I don't want to go forward in the story without telling you. So, here we go. So, I couldn't find it. Uh, I'm going to have to have it ready for whenever you guys reach out to me because I will literally give you guys these links. Uh, it's a crazy story. So the cops are like, what the fuck? So they let her go back home and they're like, that's just weird that she's just annoyed by us. Like, question. like anyone else would be like concerned. So a few weeks go by and I guess they kept checking in on her and they kept calling her and they kept you know, persisting on, we're going to find him, like, you know, um, that a couple weeks later, she goes back to the police station and very frantically tells them, um, I did it. And they're like, you did what? And she says, he came home. We got into an argument. Again, this is all alleged. This is what the blogs and the police reports say. And I'm changing the name of this individual to protect their privacy. But baby girl. She tells the police that he came home. They got into an argument. And that with a pistol, she pistol whipped him. For all my little faggots, I don't know what that means. She got a little gun. And she hit him across the head with the gun. Didn't shoot him. She just hit him across the head 
with the gun. Okay. And she tells the police, we got into an argument. I pistol whipped him with a gun. And then I proceeded to kill him with a two slice toaster. Bitch. She was the toaster killer. P.S. How do you like your toast? I like my toast with more of like a honey, creamy uh, peanut butter. Bitch, I can eat peanut butter by itself. But I like the honey, creamy one. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like the chunky one because it just looks like baby shit. Anyways, um, she killed him with a two slice, a two slice bread toaster, like your regular toaster that you see in your fucking house, bitch. And she confesses and says, "I pistol whipped him first, then I killed him." to death with a toaster and i just want you to imagine what that means is that she like beat the shit out of him with a toaster until he died that's what she allegedly did and she confessed to it and they're like okay where's the body so she tells them if you go Past Houston, go to this river, and on this intersection, under this bridge, at this river, I want you guys to go to the bottom of the river, and you will find the truck, his truck, you will find his gun, the one that she pistol whipped him with and you will find the toaster so she admits to not only killing this man she gets his body allegedly puts that bitch in the passenger seat bitch or maybe in the back i don't know would you put the would you put the body in the back if it's a pickup truck would you put it in the back or would you put it in the passenger seat i don't know I mean, if you're going to get on the toll road anyway, wouldn't you want it to be in the passenger seat, bitch? Because if it is Houston traffic, ain't it? Would you, I don't know. Would you put it in the back? Just like that all willy nilly? Or would you put it in the passenger seat? I don't know. That's a good question. Anyways, so she gets his body, puts the body in the truck. We're going to say he's in the passenger seat. What kind of playlist do you listen to when you're fucking putting a fucking dead body or do you just drive in silence? That's kind of crazier if you, if she just drove in silence. Uh, so she gets his little truck, little pickup truck, puts the body in the truck, passenger seat, jamming out, gets the toaster and the gun and proceeds to drive from Victoria passes Houston, passes Harris, at at the very top of Harris County, and she goes and she drives the truck into the fucking river. And she tells the cops, I did it. This is my confession. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. I I want to get sued, but maybe the receipts are there. She tells the cops, I want you guys to go to the river. Fine. Fuck. I did it. Y'all caught me. Very Scooby-Doo, bitch. Y'all caught me. Um, 
and she confesses. So now they're like, okay, we'll just tell us where the body's at. She says, go to the bottom of this river. You'll, you will find him, the truck, the toaster, and the motherfucking gun. So guess what the police does? Girl, they call Harris County. Everyone, the mama gets involved. Detectives, homicide detectives, the po-po bitch. I don't know. Um, and they go to where she says. They go to the river. And they find the truck. They find the toaster. They find the gun. And they don't find the body. God, this got chills, bitch. They didn't find the body. It's in all the police reports. It's in all the blogs. They didn't find the body. They fa- She confessed to it. She literally said, I did it. I killed him. This how, this is the way, this is why, this is how. And when they, when she even led them to the evidence, but they didn't find the body. And according to the blogs and according to the police reports, it's how do you convict someone without a body? Yes, she admitted to it, but there's not a bot. There's no body. Oh, so crazy. So here I am. Closeted as fuck, scared as fuck, annoyed that Miss Kadem burned off my fucking eyebrow, bitch. She done burned off my fucking eyelid, bitch. And it's late at night. I'm in my bed, my gay ass bed, reading these articles like, <gasps> Miss Q is a killer. Miss Q is a motherfucking killer. And I realized why the seniors were telling me to chill. So you want to know what I did? I thought, I'm a test this bitch. Because I'm dumb. I'm a psycho too, bitch. I've always wanted to be in the FBI. Is does is this like a, a boy thing? I don't know. Like growing up, like obviously like I played like N64, Nintendo 64, like 007. But does, did anyone else grow up wanting to be like a secret agent or like in the CIA, FBI, blah, blah, blah? Well, that's me, bitch. So the next day I show up at school. And I played it cool. But I know that Miss K knew that I had found out something. Because she started to treat me a little bit differently. And maybe in hindsight, now that I look back, maybe I was tripping. Maybe she noticed that I was like being like really scared. Like really scared around her. Or maybe she noticed that I was like being like kind of indifferent. So one day... um we were talking about something and back then I w- was a blogger and I would blog like my entire life and my experiences and I had my own website blah, blah, blah. and I don't know why what like everyone at school knew that I was a blogger and like they like they would read my articles and like we would talk about like dumb shit and one day um the principal of the school whatever her name whatever her title was she comes to my class and she's like can I talk to you in the office and I was like yeah and she pulls me in the office and when I go to the office Miss fucking Q, Miss Killer Q is right there. And I'm like, what's going on? And then um, the principal's like, we just wanted to bring something to your attention. She was like, do you have a blog? And I was like, yes. And I was like, 
wait a minute, what does it have to do with anything about school? And then the principal's like, no, like, I'm just asking, do you have a blog? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, what do you blog about? And I was like, what, why do you care? Like, what, why are we discussing my personal life or my private life, my out of school life that has nothing to do with school? Like, why do you care? She's like, no, she's like, I'm not making this an issue. I just want to know what you blog about on your website. She was like, if I were to pull it up right now, this is the principal talking. Uh, girl, she got me upset. She said, um, if I were to pull up the your blog, your website right now, would I find anything spoken about anyone from school? And in that moment, it hit me. There's so many blogs dedicated to this police case, dedicated to Miss Killer Q. Dedicated, de- dedicated to the fact that a body was never found. And she must be aware of all the blogs. And some of the blogs mentioned her by name. I'm not even going to lie. Some of the blogs that I found back, again, this was years ago. Some of the blogs that I found, not only did they, me- did they mention her by name, but they said she is a teacher at this school, at this address, and goes by the name this. And I, in that moment, while the fucking principal is talking to me like a dumb bitch, I'm like, oh, what if she found out that I'm a blogger, that I like to blog? And what if she is trying to make a correlation here of there's so there's so many blogs that talk about her. I swear to God, I had never talked about her. I just I had just found out recently like that she was a killer, allegedly, uh, and that she had murdered this person, allegedly, even though she confessed. Um, so I was like, what is this really about? And they were like, nothing like we just want to know what your blog. Is about. And I was like, obviously, you can pull it up. Obviously, you know what the name of my website is because obviously you've heard about it. And I was like, if there's an issue, get over it. Like, this is my personal life. And if I blog about whatever I want to blog about, it doesn't have to do anything with school. And I said, trust me, I'm not from here. I'm not from Victoria. I'm not from this small town. The last thing I would would want to do is talk about my small town life in Victoria, Texas. No offense. But I'm not worried about y'all. And the last thing on my mind is not this little cosmetology school in Victoria. I'm not worried about y'all. And I'm like, if y'all have nothing else to tell me, I'm going to go. But I knew, like, inside I was scared because I was like, this is Miss K's doing. And y'all, just to prove it to me, just to confirm that it was her that had the principal pull me in the office. As I'm walking out, she's like, hey, Abraham. And I'm like, yes. She's like, I just want to tell you to be careful. And I turn and I'm like, be careful. I'm like, huh? She's like, yeah, be careful. And I was like, be careful with what? And she says, not everything you read on the blogs is true. And when she said that, that was her way of telling me, I know you know. I know you know. And I know you know because you've been acting different. Duh, bitch. I was scared as fuck. And I think that that that, that, that was her way of also, t- because she thought her... Maybe her conspiracy theory in her head that I was one of those bloggers. And if I didn't, it was years ago, guys. This was like years, years. Like This was like 12 years ago, right? And back then, no one really knew how to like do websites and blog and all that stuff. So if like 
to hear that someone knew about like coding and how to like format websites. Maybe she thought he's one of the people that has a, a blog on me, especially in such a small town. But I didn't know that wasn't me. And that was also her way of if I was one of those bloggers, that was her way of like, I guess, keeping me on check. I don't know. I remember I go home and me and Jenna probably went to Hunan's and I remember telling my mom and I remember telling Jenna and telling my like siblings like, yo, what the fuck? And everybody being like, oh, that's so scary. But you couldn't, I mean, what was I going to do? Call the police? No, she hadn't, done, she hadn't done anything to me. And obviously the police weren't able to convict her, even though she was a killer and a murderer, allegedly. They weren't able to convict her because they never found a body. So they let her go. They they let her go free. And she went on to live her regular life, even though she admitted to being a murderer and to killing him. And even though she said how and where and what and why, they couldn't convict her. And that's what the police report said. And that is what the blog said is that they couldn't, the jury couldn't convict her without a body. So now here she was. And I, when she said the word is be careful, I took that as a threat. But bitch, I'm a psycho. I'm a Capricorn. And I like to play games. I love to play me some games. I took that as a game. I said, be careful. Now, baby, you be careful, bitch. And the funny thing about it is that the blogs talk about and the police reports talk about how her late husband, which they never found the body, that her late husband had a fascination for like Oldsmobile trucks and like, like you know, like those old fucking, I don't know what you call it, like, like an old pickup truck, like an oldies back in the day pickup truck that like people like redo and they're bright and colorful. They're like red and shit and they look like really boxy and really metally and clinky. Well, that he had a fascination for that. Well, guess what, girl? She drove one of those trucks and it'd be parking out. It would be parked outside in the parking lot every single day, bitch. And I remember being like, I remember coming up with, with this like elaborate scene in my, in my mind. And the scene in my mind was that late at night, one day we would slipping some fucking sleeping pills some fucking we would drug miss miss q okay and we would drug her at school uh she would drive all the way home and we would follow her and when she got home she would knock out because she that, that bitch was drugged up she was passed out roofied out bitch all that melatonin i don't know um and that i would drug her and that when i would drug her that i would go through her entire house and that I would look for evidence of the body. And that I would go to her garage. And I would go through the freezers that she had in her garage. And that I would possibly find packets of meat that were unlabeled. What kind of meat? I don't know. Old white man meat. That's what it was. And in my head, I created this like entire elaborate thing of me finding out this like hidden door in the kitchen that led to like a cellar and that when me and Jenna would walk down the cellar, we would find his body and we would find the, like the decomposing remnants of this old white man's body and that we would find his jewelry and his wallet and his ID and that we would see the bloodbath. And the fact of the matter was, and I always imagine this is that she never took him to that river my theory 
my conspiracy allegedly was that she created this story of the river and drove the truck to the river with the evidence. Why would someone admit to all she admit she admitted to the murderer to being a murderer? But why would she admit to everything and at the very end just lead them on to not find a body? And my belief is that she created a diversion and she sent them on this wild goose hunt, which they did find the truck, the toaster, and the gun, but that all along the body was at home, that the body was closer than what anyone could ever imagine, and that the whole river thing, she killed him at home, either buried him in the backyard or buried him in the cellar, chopped that bitch up into little meat packets in her little freezer, but that the body, all of that had happened at home. And that everything else was just a distraction. And now the police reports say that Harris County got involved because apparently it's like the fact that she killed him, obviously like that's murder. But the fact that she crossed county lines with a dead body and a murder body, um, Victoria, the Victoria County was having a hard time convicting her and they didn't really have like a, a really solid case. But Harris County is the one that stepped in and was like, nah, fuck that. She brought this dead body through us. Then it became Harris County's priority to, to convict her. But in the end, in with a jury of her peers, the jury was not able to convict her because there was no body. Even though she confessed, there was no body. So... I'm going to end this story. Again, if you want to search the keywords that I use, just don't search her name because that name is not real. But everything else you guys can search. Two Slice Toaster, Victoria, Texas. All this is alleged PS. My lawyers are reminding me to, to say that. Um, but there's a police report, bitch. Um, but um, what I'm going to say is, is that she, I felt like she had threatened me by saying, be careful. And I wanted, and she had threatened me by sending like a, a message, right? And I wanted to send a message back to her. P.S. I ended up dropping out of cosmetology school. No big deal. That's why this story doesn't have a huge elaborate ending. Other than to say that me and Jenna came up with like so many like scenarios over Chinese food of how we would bust into her house and find that dead body. And she never stopped being a bully. She just always continued to like bully me and be annoying as fuck. Um, but, um, I thought I need to send her a message back that I know. And I needed to send her like a ceasefire, like bitch, stop your bullshit and I'll stop my bullshit, which I hadn't even started any bullshit. I would just give her smoke cause she was rude to me. So one day I get there extra early to school and I knew that she would get there extra early. And when I get there, her truck isn't there yet. So I go inside and I sit down in the little break room and I start to have my, my breakfast and she, uh, she walks in and she comes into the break room and she, she would like just say random. She's like, Oh, it's you like, bitch, you so bitter. Like you are so bitter, bitch. So she walks into the break room and she's like, Oh, hmm, it's you. I'm like, Hey girl. And she she's like she made like she 
I'll never forget this. One time she made a joke about my weight, which it was just like, girl, get over it. So I remember her being like, what are you eating? And she's facing like the vending machine. And her back is towards me. And I said, oh, I'm just eating breakfast. Do you want some? And she was like, what is it? And she turns around to look at me. I'm by myself sitting on the break room table. And she's like, what is it? And she turns around. And there I am with a butter knife. A little bit of butter. Spreading butter on a piece of toast. And I will never forget the look on her face. Like, you fucking bitch. And she literally looked at me. Inside, she was dying. She was like, what a bitch. But she looked at me and she literally smirked and she said, that's clever. And that is the end of my story with fucking killer Q. I'm going to say this. Everyone at school called her Killer Q. I know she knew everyone called her Killer Q. But yeah, she was a killer, allegedly, even though she confessed to it. Um, If you know me, if you if I if I know you, if I work with you, if we're friends, if we're, even if we're acquaintances, I just have to know you. If you know me and you want a link or some articles, let me know. I will copy and paste them to you. Unfortunately, if you don't know me and you reach out to me, I can't send this to you because I'm just really trying to I'm just trying not to get killed by Miss Killer Q, bitch. But yeah, that's my story. My teacher was a killer and she tried it. And she got some smoke. Uh, but yeah, I that's all I have for you. Uh, that's literally all I have for you guys. Now I'm going to have to go turn on some worship music because I'm going to be envisioning Miss Killer Q just walking in. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already, make sure that you leave us a thumbs up or a rating on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. If you want to do the most, and do some research by looking up the keywords that I used on this podcast. By all means, you can do that. Um, just I'm not posting anything other than that publicly. Uh, but yeah, such a crazy story. She tried it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.